What's up, guys? This is Dave Duenas, and you're listening to Leave It In The Ring Network. Be sure you go to our YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button, and hit that notification bell so you're alerted when we bring up new content on the YouTube channel. Right now, you're about to tune in to Hispanics Causing Panic. Thanks to those joining me live and to those that will be joining me. We got Chief Funky and Sotil Media here with us. Right, we're live and we'll be live on archive. Shout out to everyone and leave it in the ring network. We had a great show for you tonight. We're going to be over the top rank card for July 15th. Uh, the mayor uh, defeats uh, Helen Joseph Clay Collard uh, with his fourth win this year. See that like he was the one promoted this year. Andre Ward made a little bit of a comment about Carl Frotz during the contest being really slow. We're going to definitely touch on that. Uh, you know, Canelo possibly fighting in. You know, different locations, let's just say. We'll talk about it. Jamal Herring, you know, second time now getting his fight is postponed and all that good stuff. So we're going to have to definitely touch on that. Jamal Charlo uh, versus Sergey Derenchenko, you know, being talked about. Loma Teofimo Lopez pushed back to October, possibly on pay-per-view. Ariola Ruiz being talked about about a heavyweight title fight to, you know, heavyweights out there of Mexican and single and at it. Ryan Garcia, you know, telling Golden Boy, if you don't think I'm worth it, then hey, you know, pay up some, you know, let me go. So we definitely want to touch on that one. UFC did reportedly $1.3 million buys. I want to definitely talk about that. All right. And of course, me and G Funky are going to be have a little fun with ATP Hollywood and ADP Wolfpack. We're definitely going to talk about that one. Well, first of all, so tell me, how's it going, bro? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Chilling. We're, we're, I'm doing really good my, uh, myself as well, man. You know, um, tell everybody where they can find you. You're on YouTube and all, all of social media. Yeah, you can find me uh, mostly in all the same handle, Sontail underscore media on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Sontail underscore media, Instagram, Sontail underscore media. Um, I don't have, I have Facebook, but to be honest with you, I, uh, I, I have it because I wanted to see some lives during quarantine. Like I think Eric Morales was going live and, and that was the only platform that I could see Eric Morales. So I created my account, uh, but I, to be honest with you, I don't know how to navigate it. <laughs> I get like notifications on my phone, and well, there we go. I, have, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I look at it, and it's like a different language to me. I, I, and and it probably has something to do with me not really wanting to do it because I know how to manage Twitter and Instagram and and YouTube, so I'm pretty sure I can understand Facebook. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah, some tail underscore me on everything. Well, there you go, guys. Make sure you check that out. And make sure you throw a jab at my like button. Make sure the like button does turn blue. Make sure you do that. Stay here. We got a great show for you. Let's start off with this one. Top rank card, July 15th. Let's start with the, with the main event here. Michaela Mayer defeated Helen Joseph J. Funky. How did you see that matchup? Oh man, do we got to start off with this one? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh 
the host has spoken. Of course you got to go with this one. Go ahead. Well, these are my, my honest thoughts, man. And there's no, no agenda, no narrative being pushed here. This is just the way that I saw the fight, man. I thought the fight was just boring. I mean, <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is I had – I had a cousin over here who was visiting for a little bit and, um, you know, I had the fights on and I was like, yeah, man, main event's going to be, you know, you know, two chicks fighting. And I was like, hey, you know, chicks, they, they go at it, man. You know, it's usually pretty entertaining. And man, let me tell you, I, I did not enjoy that fight, man. I just I just didn't think it was that good. Uh, I thought it was one sided. You know, I didn't even score it. But, you know, it was just to me, it was just a, a complete wash, man. I thought Mayor did her thing, won every round. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I wasn't entertained by it. It's because they were women. It just, it was just a boring fight, man. I mean, just my opinion on it, man. But uh, I did watch it, you know, but it just uh, didn't float my boat. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's how I feel about it, man. So last week, you were pumped up about the Cepeda fight. You said that was an awesome fight. And now you're disappointed with this fight. Am I am I understanding you correctly, G Funky? Well, I will correct you a little bit. I didn't say I was like uh, pumped up for it. I just said I didn't have a problem with Waste of Pedophile. I felt like he controlled the ring and I felt like he he established right away. I'm the guy, I'm gonna be the guy tonight to set the tone. We're gonna fight this way, and it doesn't matter what you do. We're gonna do what I do in here, and that's that. Um I know that the ESPN guys are kind of pushing for him to step on the gas a little bit, maybe drop him a few times, maybe knock him out. But the way I see it is, I mean, if you win your rounds, you win your rounds, you know, and just, you know, that's – it is what it is, man. I mean, I felt like that's that's kind of the way a little bit it was last night, but it was just not as entertaining to me, man. All right. Well, I got to say, I was I, – I liked the performance. It's just like you found about Cepeda. She did what she had to do. It was winning. And like Chief Funky said last week, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? So, hey, it, she did what she had to do. But, I mean, you sound a lot more excited about last week's fight. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay, but so how did you see it, bro? Uh, I watched the replay, and um, uh, I took I wrote I wrote down some notes in the – my the the first thing that I like is that she got ten rounds, so that uh, lets her get more experience. A lot of these fighters, when they're you know ten and 0, 13 and 0, they're getting first round and second round knockouts. But the fact that she went ten uh, gives her a lot of progression to her career. So if top rank is pushing her, I like that she went ten. Two, uh, she impressed me with her footwork. She was she used the entire ring. Uh, the other girl was going forward, and 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 that's it. Seemed like from my view. That, that was the only way that was her game plan was to move forward and uh so she impressed me with 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 moving 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 around the whole ring uh three i thought she had a beautiful one two like that one two is just it was it was it was fantastic i mean the last eight punches in the last round were just one twos i mean clearly throughout the fight she used one two threes she was going to the body she was going upstairs and downstairs but she had a beautiful one two um and then i caught and then uh the comment from the commentary uh, Andre Ward said, um, the, the, the great thing about this, uh, quarantine top rank cards is that you get to hear the coaches and you're hearing clear instructions from the side. Hey, move your feet. Hey, go upstairs. Hey, do this, do that. So, uh, Andre Ward, uh, was criticizing, um, uh, the opponent's, um, coach saying, if you're saying she has to get a knockout in the 10th to win the fight, tell her how to do it. Don't just tell her to go get a knockout. 
tell her exactly what to do. So, uh, you know, Andre Ward is, uh, is, is very, uh, he's very precise in the details of uh, his camps and his fights and his coaching styles. So uh, those, that's what I took out of, out of, the, out of that fight. Yeah, she sure landed some good, um, you know, overhand rights on Mayer. And I think yeah. that that was a key. And telling her maybe sit on those punches some more, mm-hmm. you know, set them, set it up a little bit that we could sit on it more. I think that was a key to success. But you're right. I mean, just telling her to do it is one thing, but yeah, tell her how to do it. Where's the opening? What do you see that I'm not seeing? You know, because she's trying. She was trying in the fight. The effort was there. She just couldn't find a target. You know what I mean? But you know, she did her thing. I know you mentioned to me off off record, um, off the line, I should say, about her post fight interview. Talk to us about that. Uh, she was talking to what is it, Bernardo Osuna, and Bernardo Osuna uh, was interviewing her, and she said that um, she said she was not she she felt she said that the media was saying that this would be her toughest opposition, and that she felt disrespected that they were saying that because she feels she has so much more to show. So uh, I like it when fighters stand up to the media and if the medias are pushing certain agendas, and um, I, 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 love the, I, I like her even more because of stuff like that. So uh, she said, I've got more to show. This girl ain't shit. And, and, and I'm going to show you more. Well, she said it in a nicer way, but yeah. She said it in a nicer way. <laughs> yeah. Miguel Mondragon, he, he said, I made it. HCP, HCP Hollywood, right? Okay, A-Brot, saludos to you. The Texan, I've got to get the Texan on a future show as well. Email me, bro, dstyleboxing at Gmail. So we get some contact there, the Texan. And it says, what's up to the, the panel and the chat? You know, uh, A-Rod says over here with the Pacifico. That's Steve Funky. Right? They paid him extra money for he could promote it on <laughs> HCP, bro. Uh, Bruce Go says, salute to the Kings. How's it going? The three reyes here, bro. I'm just, I'm, we need some presents for Jesus Christ, bro. Three reyes magos, you know? Uh, but anyways, um, check it out, man. This is a July 15th edition of Hispanics Causing Panic. By the way, if you haven't already, make sure you throw a jab at the like button. And share this video to your social media platform. Throw a cross at the subscribe and nice uppercut at the bell button. That way you're notified every time D-Style Boxing comes out comes on live. The Texas says saludos desde el 830. Area code 830, bro. I'm just going to pretend like I know what that is. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just going to do that. But I know it's somewhere in Texas. But Andre Ward said something during the fight in the first two rounds because they, they were commenting how Helen Joseph wasn't that fast. And, and Ward said, hey, don't be fooled. I mean, hey, I'm very familiar with this. When I fought Carl Frotch, after he threw two punches, I was like, man, I couldn't believe how slow this guy was. All right. And I had to like adjust to it. You know what I mean? Now, was Andre Ward throwing a shot to the liver at Carl Frotch? Or was he serious? Was he really being genuine and saying, I had to adjust? It's a whole different timing. What do you think, G Funky? Um, I don't know. I mean, he might have been throwing a little jab at Frotch. Um, I'm sure Frotch took it that way, though. <laughs> like, I'm almost for sure he took it that way. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen anything come out like Twitter or anything, social media or any interviews with Frotch since then. If they asked him, you know, what do you think of Andre Ward's comment? But 
I mean, I'm almost for sure he's going to take it as an insult. <laughs> and um, whether as Andre Ward was was doing it to try to take a shot at, at a frotch, eh, maybe, you know, um, he surprised the hell out of me in that tournament, though, man. I want to say that from a guy who is from Northern California, and I heard a lot of things about Andre Ward um, before he became a professional. Matter of fact, one of my friends who was fighting at uh, light heavyweight had just turned professional. He had about four fights. Uh, they actually offered him uh, Andre Ward for his debut uh, debut fight. So um, shout out to Andre Ward, man. But uh, yeah, I think I think if Frosh, if he hears it or someone lets him know what he said, I'm pretty sure he's going to take it as a jab. Uh, I don't honestly, I don't think Andre Ward. I don't think he's that kind of dude personally. But uh, you know, I'm sure Frotch and his fans will take it that way, no doubt. Fuertes, <laughs> how, how do you perceive that statement from Andre Ward? From stuff that I've seen online, I don't think Carl Frotch has ever been uh, happy with his performance versus Ward. I think it's like it's it's that little it's that little thorn in your side about that fight that got away from you. It was a super six, and uh, I think. I mean, I'm sure Andre Ward's been hearing that for years. So I think um, I think it was a jab at him. Why not? <laughs> Man, look at that. Leave it, leave it to ring Johnny in the house. How's it going, bro? And we have um, Chicano Prophet has graced us with his presence, bro. I mean, what are we going to do without a prop? This show has a prophet as a viewer, bro. Okay, that's insane. All right. I think he's prophesizing that. HCP Hollywood is going to come out on top later tonight. But that's a different story. Well, we'll settle that later, G Funky. But, um, hey, to me, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I honestly don't think he meant it as a slight, even though people took it that way. And I get calling someone super slow. It doesn't necessarily scream respect, right? But I think what he was trying to get at, and maybe it came off as a rub, but it was – and when he when he threw his first two punches, as a boxer, he wants to get the timing down on his, on his opponent. And yeah, he had to like re. He said it took me like two three rounds to adjust to that speed because he was a lot slower than I thought. I think that's all he meant. And I think, and I think there's something real to that. As a boxer, you have to time dudes, you know. And if he's, you know, if if you're used to, to, you know, countering at a certain speed and the count, you know. If a dude's a little too slow, you might have to kind of lean back a little bit. You know what I mean? It may leave you more openings and stuff like that. And and Ward obviously did handle Frotch, especially, and it makes sense. After that third, fourth round, he took over that fight. So I just think he I think he meant there's some challenges when someone's a little too slow. You know what I mean? Or maybe I'm being too kind. I don't know. But nonetheless, he said what he said. Plus like he won the fight. Like, was, what are people going to say to him? You know what I mean? Carl Frotz has given his dude no credit for that win for years, right? Every time they ask Carl Frotz about that, oh, he was boring. He didn't. He didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight me. And this and the third, and you know, he's so boring. That's why I never fought him again. Well, then you know what? If, if he calls you slow or too slow, and you got to live with it. You know what I mean? That's just the, the name of the game. Clay Collard. I don't know whether, whether or not to call him former MMA fighter, but he's really diving into this boxing thing. Uh, for those that don't know, Clay Collard is not a stranger to boxing. He did do amateur boxing as well. 
Okay. So it's not like he never did boxing ever, but you know, he just started his professional boxing venture. He was supposed to have his last professional boxing fight when he faced Guajardo back, I believe January, February. You guys could correct me on the date there, but that was supposed to be his last fight. And then he won he wins the fight, probably one of the best rounds of the year, gets knocked down, comes back out, back gets back up, knocks the kid out. That that fight was on PBC, by the way. He wins that fight. Impressive fashion. Okay. And then he, he beat another prospect and another prospect, all undefeated. This time, top rank says, you know what? We're not going to put him against the name guy. He's going to be the name guy. And they put him in there with some other MMA dude. Um, his name is uh, Laurent L. Nelson. They introduced he's, He did MMA, too, and kickboxing. And he's trying out this boxing thing, too. So they threw him in there with Collard. Collard just destroyed him. Collard actually looked like the polished boxer in there against this guy. He actually boxed him. He didn't do the crazy MMA stuff against him. He actually boxed him. He even said in the post-fight interview, he said, look, you know, I worked a little bit more on my boxing. I think I was more of the boxer this time. And, hey, he is where he is. So, Chief Funky, what you think of his performance, man? He's 4-0 now this year. Uh, yeah, I got to say, um, pretty impressive, man, what he's been able to do. This year, especially with uh, the pandemic happening, um, four fights this year. That's crazy, man. It's only July, you know? Yeah, I mean, he could possibly fight a few more times if he wanted to. I mean, he hasn't, you know, I mean, that was easy work for him last night. Um, and you know what? He deserved for them to throw him a, a can like that, you know, um, to stay busy. And, he, you know, if he wants to keep fighting, you know, hey, let him keep fighting. Keep throwing these dudes at him. And he's, like you said, he's been in there with some prospects. Um you know, and he's he's pulled some upsets this year. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those feel good stories, man. Um, you know, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that. Um, you know, I've, I know we've talked about this before. If he uh, steps up to that next level, could be some trouble for him. <laughs> but um, last night, you know, he he did what he was supposed to do with this guy, and that was get him out of there. And um, you know, it was a good performance and. Yeah, they showcased him. They gave him a showcase, you know, and um, you know that's kind of what we've been having since the uh, the pandemic hit, and we finally got some boxing backs, so a lot of showcase fights. But uh, you know, good for him, man. He's he's earned it, you know. So yeah, he did his thing, man. So Phil, what do you think about him being the boxer against this MMA guy? They both have MMA backgrounds, but he was more the boxer in his fight. Um. I just saw the highlights. I didn't get to see the entire fight, but uh, it looked like he was dropping him with uh, a right hand behind the jab. Yep. Um, more impressed than his four and all this year. I'm I'm really impressed with uh, 12 fights in in 13 months. Uh, last, you know, from from 2019 through January. So uh, he's getting pushed fast. It looks like I didn't know the history of him, so I was listening to you. You know, he's got a past in boxing, but I noticed that he turned pro at the age of either 24 or 25 in 2017 and that he's 27 years old. So how, how, how much longer is he going to last? I know top rank right now is bringing guys in and if they do well, they're bringing them back in two to three weeks. If they're, if they're not injured and stuff like that, but at the age of 27, we don't know how long that's going to last. So the guys top rank is doing that with now or, or in their early twenties and their prospects. So they can, 
they're 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 trying to stack their uh, their their records. But um, eight, two, and three in boxing, you don't hear that. Uh, so it's an MMA record in boxing. But uh, salute to him. He's a super middleweight, and yeah, those super middleweights are tall and strong. And once you get to the elite level, sayonara. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be a world champion or anything like that. I think his niche is putting him in there with prospects. Some are going to beat him, but he's going to beat some. You know what I mean? And I think that's his niche, and that that's what he was being known as, like like testing his young prospects. And what's what's weird is that what people liked about him was his unorthodox style coming from the MMA world. And now in this fight, he was boxing an MMA guy, and he was boxing like a boxer. You know, he kind of switched it up a little bit and threw this guy off a little, I think, you know, and maybe he expected him to come out guns blazing, but he was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit of what I've been working with my coach now. Now now I'm going to box, you know, I'm going to take it easy this time and get another payday. And that's smart. You know, he took, he took less punishment and guess what? He's going to be back sooner than expected. It's another payday. And this is how these guys make a living. So, Shout out to him. Uh, Kevin Slims with that super chat. I appreciate the sports and salute the style and salute to the chat. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your support, bro. Much appreciated. Yes, a prospect killer, Megan, Miguel Dragon. Absolutely. That's what I want to see from him more than anything. All right. Jamal Herring, second time now. Two times now, basically on the eve of his fight. Is told you tested positive for COVID. We're going to postpone your fight. Second time now. Dude literally had a weigh-in. They told him he tested positive. I mean, you pretty much think you're in after you make weight, right? You pretty much say, okay, the fight's on. No, it's not on. You and your opponent, fight postponed. Jamal Herring, tough luck. Uh, he was a good sport about it. You know, he you know, he gave a shout-out to McKillop Mayor saying, hey, it's your night, and I'm going to come back in August. My my will is not deterred and this, that, and the third. Tough Marine, this guy. But let me tell you, man, it must be frustrating as hell. Uh, but what, what was your reaction, Santel, when you heard that uh, Herring tested positive again for COVID? I think, I mean, you hear guy. I mean, Michaela Meyer just tested positive, what, a month ago? And she yep. drove home and got over it and then came back. And then she was able to fight last night or whenever that was. So the fact that he tested positive again, man, that's like, that's like, that's uh, what bad luck, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Joe Lopez, 40 ounce. Chief Funky drinking Pacifico. Chief Funky is making money for Pacifico right now. Get Joe Lopez, 40 ounce. Shout out to you. 88 Sports Talk on here. And Marcus Johnson. How's it going, guys? Make sure you throw a jab and my like button. You're tuning into July 15th edition of Hispanic Cause and Panic, the 16th episode. Chief Funky, what's your reaction to Jamal Harry, man? Tested positive for the second straight time, bro. Man, I was a little shocked, to be honest with you. Um, you know, from my understanding, his situation. Um, now, I know he posted some things on Twitter about it, and he actually showed, um, you know, his statement that he got originally when he first right. got it. And then he showed his results from the last test where he said it, that it was negative. So, I don't know. Where, I mean, how did it even come about that they had to send him home? Like, I don't. I understand it, man. I mean, these tests, you know, I question them and the results of them sometimes, you know, 
Um, but this is all new. I mean, it's all new to everybody. So, um, you know, I guess they felt like it was uh, not worth the risk having him come into the bubble, you know. But he was already there, right? When he had to weigh in. So, like, I don't know, man. Um, it's 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 got to be frustrating for him, for sure, man. I mean, to have, you know, the training camps and the uh, – excuse me, I got some insects flying around me. <laughs> and um, to have the training camp and then to actually get the fight postponed the first time and then to actually come back way in get ready for the fight and then they say you're done and you don't even you don't even get to fight i mean it's eh, that's got to be frustrating man so i really feel for him and um you know i hope they get this all cleared up so that he can uh you know get back to what he does but it's it's a little bit crazy man a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on with this uh covid 19 man leaving the ring on here says chief Bucky is a rich mexican drinking pacifico in his uh, green lawn behind him, can't even see the pool. I mean, he's got a pool. He's got palm, he's trees. Got palm trees and shit. Look at the pool. A pool with the water. Look at that with the with the waterfall and everything. Okay. Uh, no, Paul. They must have ran out of Corona. All right. Afro Rican G in the house. Shout out to Afro Rican G, man. Shout out to you, bro. Um, another guy I'd like to have on here in the future someday, but. Shout out to him. But, hey, what happened, man? What if, like, is he going to win a trilogy against COVID? You know what I mean? <laughs> and let me tell you something. It's on again. Like, from here to on, like, Jamal Herring. Because he was posting pictures, bro. He was, like, like yeah. calling up COVID. What's up, COVID? Like, he was, like, posing. And this is the easiest camp of my life. And this, that, and the third. And boom. COVID came with that mark his right hand on Pacquiao. Last second. And pa. So there you go. Is he gonna win the third trilogy, Chief Fucky? I hope so, man. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be having too much of an effect on him. You know, he was ready to go for this fight. So um, hopefully, he, he gets he gets through, and they pass him, and he's able to, uh, you know, have a fight. But uh, maybe he should call up uh, Duran, you know, down in Panama, and then they could tell him how to. He could tell him how to throw that. That that left hook to the body on COVID, you know, get it out of there. I don't know, man. It, 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 it's if he gets hit again, that that would be the craziest um, story to me. You know what I mean? So that that's 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 what I think, man. But let's go ahead and uh, proceed here. Jermall Charlo versus Sergi. Deverenchenko, that's the longest damn name I've ever seen in my life, bro. Okay? Just, 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 just Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, apparently that was being reported. You know, nowadays everybody wants to be first, you know? So exclusive. It's official. And like, you know, it's, it ain't official. Charles just came out and said, I did not sign yet. What are you guys talking about? Okay? That fight's not made. But, but hopefully it's true that there's talks about it. And hope, look, this is a fight I wouldn't mind at all. And G Funky, you were talking not long ago on your channel about Charles' resume. And this is a name that he could put in his resume, bro. This is, and it's a tough fight. It's not a guarantee win. What do you think, G Funky? Well, I know it's not official, like you said, but it looks like it's going to go ahead and happen. So here's what I'm going to do for Charlo. Yes, I'm happy for him, man. Uh, it's. It's gonna do. I think it's gonna do some good for him, man, to get in there and get some good work. 
from a, a good opponent. Um, I did go in a little bit on the brother's resume, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad mouth or anything. It's just like, you know, come on, man. Like, we got to get you in there with somebody at, at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. His last five fighters, I mean, I'm, I don't even know most of these dudes. You know, I think it's three out of those two guys I never even heard of. So, I mean, I'm glad he's getting uh, somebody. Derinchenko's, uh, you know, he's a good fighter. He's a legit dude. He gave Triple G all he could handle. A lot of people think he beat him. So uh, I think this is a good, good thing for Charlo. Uh, Andrade is the guy who's got to get busy now. He's another guy with the last five fighters. I don't even know who the hell these dudes are, you know? So um, these guys need to get out there and, and, and look, man, sign the damn contract, man. You need you need to fight like this. If you, if you uh, show out on this dude, hey, you know, you could get that Canelo fight. Who knows, you know? Or, you know, maybe get an Andrade fight, you know? But uh, I, I like I like the matchup for Charlo, and I'm happy for him. What do you think, Santel? How, how do you, what do you think about this fight, bro? Just like Junk, G Funky said, I like the matchup. It's uh, uh, I think Derverianchenko has a has a has a better resume than Charlo right now because Derverianchenko has what he has the uh, the loss to Triple G, but it went twelve, and he has the loss to Daniel Jacobs, and it went twelve. So uh, the last name that I can think of, just like G Funky said, I you know the fa- the five five last fights unknowns. The last guy that I can remember from Jamal Charlo's resume is 2016 when he fought J Rock, when he knocked out J Rock in in here in LA. I went to that fight because it was the uh, co main event to Abner Mars versus Cuellar. So 2016 and in December of 2016, that that's a long time ago. So it's a great matchup. Uh, G Funky hit some 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 points that, uh, you know, we need him to get these type level fights so that he can land the Canelo fight because they're, they're sitting with those belts at 160. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with promoters and he's on that side of the street and he's on this, man, let's, let's get some names so that you can get, get, get that Canelo. So you can entice Canelo to come in and take that fight with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, leave it in ring says that COVID has a bigger punch in herring. Man, I don't know, man. I think Eric's gonna win. He's gonna get the trilogy, bro. He's gonna get that. He's finally gonna get a fight, bro. Right? <laughs> the, I th- the only danger about hearing is overtraining. I think he's gonna take a little bit of a break, to be honest with you. Because think about it, he's had two straight camps. You know what I mean? He could over, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but he's got to be careful with that. No, Paul Boxiano's in the house. No, Paul and 92 a coup. Nowhere to be found. Once we start talking about Charlo, they pop up, bro. Right. Is, hey, now they get Charlo. Hey, now they can finally say we talk about Charlo, bro. <laughs> right. look, look, first of all, I agree that this is a big fight for Charlo. It's a fight that he needs to put in his resume. No doubt about that. What I do disagree with is this whole notion that he's ducking everybody. I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I do believe Charlo wants these fights. I really do. And and he, here's an example. Now, now, if it comes out that Charlo declined this fight, you know, depending on what, you know, you always got to look into the reason why. But, of course, I'm going to be disappointed to, at that. You know what I mean? Because this is, this is a big opportunity and an opponent that, you know, is going to come to fight. And I got to be honest with you, I think Charlo wins this fight. I think he beats uh, Deverin, long as uh, name ever, Shenko. You know what I mean? You know, I think he wins that fight. Well, one reason I don't have to say that long ass name, all right? So that that'll work out for me a little bit. 
I, th- I think Charlo wins this fight. And what, what, but what, what I want to ask the Canelo fans is, you guys, you guys are saying this is what you want, right? And, and I'm with you. I want Charlo to have a big fight. But once Charlo, if he beats Devinchenko, like, are you guys saying that now you're in agreement that he should fight Canelo? You know, what things you funky? I don't know. I mean, we'll see what they say. I think he should fight him. And then I said that in my video too. I said just because, you know, he hasn't. I mean, and it's not his fault. You know, like let's 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 get that out there. Like it's not his fault that he hasn't uh, got. Paul says he's ducking everything, bro. I know, but it's not his fault, man. He doesn't. He's not Canelo. You guys got to understand that he doesn't have that kind of pool with PBC, bro. Canelo could literally just tell, hey, I want to fight this dude. And they're like, okay, they'll send him an offer. You know? I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't know much about the business because I don't give a shit about the business. I want <laughs> I want to see fighters fight. You know, I don't care how much money these guys make. I don't care this and that, you know? Man? Is that what you're saying? I just want to see, hey, I just want to talk about fights. That's it. I don't want to talk about how much this dude's getting paid. Like, that's what girls do, bro. Like, I don't care about another man's money. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me that you just care about who's going to fight who and and all that? (laughs) That's it, bro. Best fighting the best. All I want to do is see the best fight the best and have a cerveza ice cold. That's it, bro. I don't give a shit about the business side. I'll let you guys worry about that. Matter of fact, the dude, the matchmaker from Golden Boy was just on the Leave It in the Ring Network. Y'all go over there and subscribe, by the way. Check out that interview. He said the fans shouldn't even be worried about that stuff. Y'all should be worried about, I want this guy to fight this guy, and that's that. Don't worry about the business side. Let us take care of that. Absolutely. Look, at the end of the day, man, let's demand that these guys, you know, fight the best. And that's it. I mean, that's what I, the way I see it. You know, um, look, this is a good fight, man. And this is a good fight for boxing. You know what I mean? And if you're a boxing fan, you shouldn't be against this fight. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't. Like I'm just saying. Like, like no, Paul's saying that I'm a huge Charlo fan. I mean, do I like the Charlos? Yes. Am I a fanatic of the Charlos? Like that poster of the Charlos? Some shit. Like, what? I, I don't get it, bro. <laughs> All right, but you know, at the I like the Charlos, obviously, but I like a lot of fighters in the sport, man. I just want to see the best fighters fight the best. That's all. You know what I mean? So night two, Aku believes that Devin Schenkel will knock him out of the ninth. And guess what? If Charlo wins, then he's better than 92 Aku thought he was. Right? Yeah. No doubt about it. And if he does knock out Charlo, then 92 Aku is right. Right? His assessment of Charlo will be more correct than mine. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I just want these guys to fight at the end of the day. And I think Charlo wins this fight, too. You know, I think it's a good fight, though. I don't think he goes in there, blows him out or anything like that. I think Dervianchenko is going to give him some good work. And we're going to see. I think this is going to be a really, really good fight, man. I do. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, knock on wood that the fight happens. But but hopefully the fight happens. 88 Sports Talk says Charlotte stops Dervianchenko inside 10 rounds. Um, both of you guys, give me your early – our early prediction, I think this fight's going to go go down. So, how do you see this fight going? Uh, if if Sergey Dervianchenko took Daniel Jacobs and Triple G twelve, I think he goes twelve with Charlo. I think I I think Charlo gets a knockdown in there though. Okay, are you really impressed if Charlo knocks him out? Oh yeah, hell yeah. 
Yeah. Hell yeah, Triple G didn't knock him out, and Charlo comes and knocks him out. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. That's right. And all you guys saying that that he's gonna lose to Devinchenko, like don't disappear on me if Charlo wins. Okay, Chief Fuck you. How do you think this fight goes down? Yeah, you know, I think it goes a distance also. Um, but I think it's going to be a little cat and mouse. I think there's going to be, you know, the first couple rounds, first two, three rounds maybe, there's going to be a little, you know, fill-out process, I think. And then mid-rounds, they're going to start to get it on. And then, you know, then we're going to really see who's who. And um, I honestly, I think Charlo – I just think Charlo's better, man, um, you know, from what I've seen from him. Uh, Dervinchenko, to me, is just really, really basic – you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, we know one thing we know about Charlo is Charlo can punch, you know, um, Triple G, you know, he's had a reputation for being a big puncher, um, but we haven't seen that every time he stepped up. But, um, you know, Charlo, I think he I think he can like he, like uh, like you said, uh, he could knock him down possibly. But I think it's going to be a good fight, man. I think it's going to be a little back and forth, you know, for the first half of the fight. And then we'll see who's who. In the championship rounds, man. I think it's going to be a really good fight. A really good fight. And I still don't know, man. But Paul's my dude, bro. But I don't know why, why he feels like I'm just a fit. Like, I'm literally saying, hey, let's do the fight with Derinchenko. Like, I, I'm not protecting Charlo or anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm saying let's just do the fight. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm all for it. So I'm just saying. You know what I mean? But uh, hey, man, I, I think Charlo wins this fight, and he could, he possibly, possibly, knocks out. You know, he possibly wins by knockout. You know what I mean? Possibly. So yeah. So man, there now. There's the face I was looking for, Canelo. Right? Did you guys hear about Canelo? Gee, funky. They're going to make The Rock Part 2, bro, the movie with Sorry, Canelo, bro. What do you think? Hey. Alcatraz, bro, like boxing top. You know hey, what I mean? man. I'm, I like it, man. That's dope. Have a fight on Alcatraz. And then who better than the guy who's at the top of the sport right now than Canelo? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, to go have a fight on the island out there in the middle of the ocean. I think that's bad, bro. I like the idea. And I hope they do it, man. And uh, I don't give a damn who he fights, you know. Well, I mean, I kind of do, but you know, that would be a, a cool venue, man, to have a fight, man. Yeah, but they're talking about some other spots, man. But let's say it did happen in Alcatraz. So, what's your thoughts on him? Like, if they did it there, you know what I mean? Canelo versus Weber, live in Alcatraz, bro. Is that is that a little too over the top for you, or? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think uh, just like just like top ranks, their home their home their home is Las Vegas. Their offices are in Las Vegas. They got a great relationship with MGM. There's the bubble. I think just how MGM is to top rank, I think the Fantasy Springs is to Golden Boy. I think they're just throwing it out there to kind of you know just to distract us. But I mean, in ten days, we're gonna have Virgil Ortiz uh, uh, headline right there at the Fantasy Springs uh, with no attendance, with no fans. And they're going to set up their commission, the California State Athletic Commission. They're going to set up shop. They're going to have their bubble. Um, and uh, I think they're going to start to roll out probably more dates there at Fantasy Springs. And that's going to be their go-to place. I think the Alcatraz is is 
just something to uh, entice us and, you know, and kind of distract us. But I think, uh, uh, you know, a, a Golden Boy, I don't know, 90% of their fights are at the Velasco in LA or at the Fantasy Springs. So that's their bread and butter. That's where they have uh, great relationships with executives at hotels and stuff like that. So uh, I'm a boxing fan. So if they could throw it at Alcatraz, who the hell am I to say why not, you know? But um, but I think Fantasy Springs is the is a safe move, and uh, and we'll see. And, and next Friday, not 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 in two days, but the Friday after, um, we're gonna see we're gonna see how things roll out in California with uh, with this COVID thing. Yeah, let me read this comment real quick by Skinny. Kenny says Andrade has has got to get uh, out of matchroom ASAP. The zone is not giving Eddie Hearn any more money for his USA fight, so Hearn will drop them all by January, February. That is a problem. For and, and next week, I'm going to dive in more into this zone thing. I know people have been asking me to talk about that, and I will, but we'll talk about that next week, you know. But, uh, well said. Well, what about Mount, Mount Rushmore, Chief Funky? Like, like the like Canelo right there, like find his opponent, fucking George Washington, and them in the background. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like those, uh, we got four spectators, four former presidents watching the fight. And shit. <laughs> oh man, I'm not a big fan of Mount Rushmore, you know. so Personally, I'd rather have it at Alcatraz, man. I think that's a better location, a cooler location. You know, uh, Mount Rushmore, eh, I could do without that, man. Yeah, I know. Like, like maybe if they're going to destroy Mount Rushmore, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you have the Canelo fight, and then you have the fireworks show afterwards destroying the, like, the president. You know, <laughs> what do you know that? I'm down with that. <laughs> Like two fireworks in one. Yeah, that wouldn't be a very popular event. And, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, but I wouldn't mind it, but hey. That's, that's, that's in South Dakota, around Rushmore, like Natatuaku says. So, man, has South Dakota ever even had, like, a big fight? I don't know, but just saying. Uh, Crucito G says, throwing uh, wallop makers while the ghosts watch with the bridge in the background of some base shit. Like, wow. Hey, hey that'd be cool, bro. They got the ghosts watching and shit. You know what I mean? Like, those old ghosts, like, watch some badass fighters back in their day. So, are they going to be impressed with Canelo, G-Funky? Hey, Al Capone. Al Capone be ringside, bro. You know, he was there. I think he died there, too. So, yeah, wow. that'd, be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Like Al Capone would have been what? Like who was like Rocky Marciano or something around at the time? Like in my day, Marciano would have knocked this kid out. You know. I think he's a little earlier than that. He might be uh, like maybe Joe, Joe Lewis. Lewis. Joe Lewis time, yeah, something like that. All right, all right, okay. Well, it is what it is. You know, Benny Leonard would have beat this kid. I could just picture him there. You know what I mean? Like, but hey, man, shout out to Canelo. I, I don't know why I picked this pin. This dude, what is he doing? Like, does he enjoy cracking his neck or some shit? What's going on over here? But that, that's a different story. Shout out to Canelo, man. Um, Fantasy Springs, more than likely, something that's what we're sitting at. It's more than likely the everything else is just like promotional hype. I think so. I mean, I wouldn't mind it being at Alcatraz. That'd be that'd be my first choice. And then, but yeah, Mount Rushmore, just like G Funky said, throw Mount Rushmore out the door. There's no business in South Dakota. I think the only thing I know in South Dakota is that annual biker run where everybody goes out and, you know, they have a party for like a week or two. Uh, That's not... I'm not going to lie, bro. If that fight's in Alcatraz, I honestly believe it will get a lot of attention. 
I honestly do. Like the, it, it would be crazy. Like for whatever reason, now that's a fucking fight island, right? That's what I'll say about that. But but hey, that, that's my thoughts on that. Um, who's he gonna fight, Sonteo? Any guesses for you? Well, like, there's a there's a rumor on the internet right now that that John Ryder, the guy who lost the last loss to uh, Callum Smith, is rumored out there. I think I caught this up on Twitter. Uh, John Ryder's from the UK. He's uh, 28 and five. He's got 16 knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Um, and then uh, the rumors were that Callum's team was was being real picky with uh, the negotiation, and that uh, let me see. Yeah, right. I mean, what 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 I like about quarantine is a lot of people opened up. Uh, Eddie Reynoso. Did a did an interview and he was sitting in his office and he was he was going through uh, tapes and tapes of all his fighters uh, opponents doing film study. So I I think quarantine gave us some eyes onto stuff that would have we would have never ever had the opportunity to look at. So uh, I just love that Eddie Reynoso has upgraded his team. He's got he's got he's got so many fighters now, and uh, and and the fact that he's out there doing film study on future opponents of you know, guys for for Oscar, for Oscar Valdez, for Luis Neri, for 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 Canelo, for uh, Ryan Garcia. I think that's fantastic. I think I think I think uh, Eddie has always been one of the best trainers in the world, but not until last year when he picked up Ryan and picked up Oscar and picked up Luis Neri did did we really uh, and and the new guy that uh, Martinez from El Defe. Oh my goodness! So I I, I I those are that's the stuff that I like to see. So um, if if Cal if they were going after Callum Smith and it didn't work out and you know and John Ryder's a better price then you know sometimes sometimes I'm with G Funky and I don't like to get into the money and then other times I'm like I didn't choose Mosul and I okay I want to see who's the better who's you know who's 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 gonna bite at the smaller purse you know so uh, yeah. sometimes I'm into it and sometimes I'm not. John Ryder. Jeez, Let me tell you, you guys can't, like, like <laughs> Canelo fans cannot be telling me, who has Charlo fought? Charlo? Tuh. But then, like, if he fights Sean Ryder, bro, that argument goes out of the window, man. Okay? I'm just saying. Like, I'm just keeping it real. John Ryder. If he fights John Ryder, swear to God, even if it's in Alcatraz, because he's going <laughs> to kill that dude. And we don't need another dead body in Alcatraz. Okay? <laughs> but Chief Funky, if he fights Sean Ryder, what's your reaction? You know, surprisingly, I'm going to give him a pass on this one. And it's only because the pandemic, man. You know? show, <laughs> bro. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, I mean, we have to understand that it's, it's hard to make big fights with what's going on right now. There's no live gate, man. So, you know, these dudes, you know, they're used to getting paid, whatever they get paid and things like that. So it's it's going to be almost impossible to, to pay these guys what they what they're used to getting paid, you know, without having live fans in there. Um, so it's going to be hard for even the, a guy like Canelo to reel in somebody with a decent name, you know. So that's the only reason why. But you know, damn well, if if everything was cool and there was no pandemic, and he was talking about fighting some John Ryder, I'd be under criticizing the hell out of it. But I'm going to give him a little slide on this one, man, because I understand. 
you know, that there's things going on, you know, money's got to be made and things like that. And it just, it just impossible with the pandemic, man. But, you know, he's lucky, man. He's lucky that we're dealing with COVID right now. <laughs> Yo, calm down, Chicago. Nobody's screaming murder, okay? Chicano prophet. Okay. Um, I just don't want to see him fight John Ryder. John Ryder is acceptable fight for Canelo considering Charlotte Duck the owl. Come on. Okay, no, Paul. All right. I'm just saying. Skinny Kenny says, hey, you can choose uh, Toronto Johnson or Jason uh, Quigley uh, or the best hope, uh, David Lemieux. Lemieux. I like those bad names, those names better. And I know uh, Living in the Ring, you know, said the Quigley name too. So why not, man? I to a coup. John Ryder arguably beat Smith. Who has Brian Adams fought D style? Brian Adams, bro. Who's that? The singer, bro. Uh, Brian Adams. That's the singer, bro, from Canada. <laughs> I was gonna say the same Everything thing. Everything I do, I do it. Oh, for there you. he goes. <laughs> El cantante, D style. <laughs> yeah, Pochi. I don't know what these dudes are sometimes, but <laughs> it is sports talk. How's it going, bro? All right. All I know is that if Canelo fought Sean Ryder, you guys can't tell me that that Charlo can't get the Canelo fight. Is all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh, COVID gives you a pass, Canelo. Says Miguel. He's getting a pass. Even even G-Funk is giving him a pass. Find the mule, bro. It's a better name. You know, I would like I would like to see that Lemieux fight too. I think that'd be a real good toe-to-toe matchup for as long as it lasts. You know, um, if they could get that fight made, that's a hey, that's a Decent, decent scrap right there. But we'll see, man. Yeah, man, you got to tune into the July 15th edition of Hispanics Causing Panic, 16th episode. Shout out to everybody listening on Archive on the Leave It in the Ring Network. A little bit later today, HCP Hollywood, all right, versus HCP um, Wolfpack. We're going to be doing a little picks here so we're gonna see we're gonna see chicano profit will be joining us on here you guys stay tuned for that one lomachenko versus theo Fimo lopez i was expecting this fight next month but like you know boxing said psych october you know what i mean oh it's on pay-per-view now by the way god damn you know what i mean so there we go. But hey, I'll take it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll take it. All right. You're gonna charge me pay per view. Okay. Just give me a good fight. All right. Chief Funky. Who does this favor? The fact that they extended it a little longer, Lomachenko or Teofimo Lopez, or is it not consequential? You don't think it matters? Ah oh, man, that's a good question. It's a hard one to answer because. You know, the thing is with, with Lomachenko is he's, he's 33. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. He's got the long amateur career. Um, he's, he's been, you know, he's been pretty busy since he's turned professional. He's only got like 14 fights now. But, you know, I don't think he's ever had this long of a layoff in his career. You know, ever since he's been boxing, probably. So this could be benefiting him for, you know, resting his body. Uh, you know, he might come back sharp as hell, you know, rejuvenated. Who knows? Or the long layoff could hurt him. You know, we we don't know. We will find out once they get in the ring. Um, and as far as uh, Teofimo, you know, it's there's been rumblings about him having trouble making 135. Maybe he could, you know, get his weight uh, under control a lot better since it's being pushed back more. 
Um, but from what I've seen, you know, from things he's been posted on the internet, he, he, he says he's in good shape. He looks like he's in decent shape. So, um, you know, I think it could benefit and hurt both guys. Uh, but low, to me, Lomachenko is kind of, you know, it's hard for me to, to know how this long layoff is going to do for him. It could do him some good. It could do him some bad. You know, I don't know, man. But uh, I just want to see this fight, man. I think it's a hell of a fight. And I think it's Teofimo's coming out party, man. You know, I've already, I've already made a video talking about it. I had some guys coming on already getting offended because I said Teofimo's going to win. You know, these Loma fans coming out of nowhere and things like that. So I, I, I want to see it, man. I can't wait. Look at this picture, man. I can't wait, man. It's been a, a while since since the Wilder Fury fight. I haven't really had like that. As boxing fans, you know what I mean, like that. Those butterflies in your stomach when both guys are in the ring and they're about to the bell's about to ring. We we haven't had that since the COVID, bro. Like I love boxing, but none of those fights on top rank is giving me that. You know what I mean? So this fight's gonna give me that. Like it, it really is. Because even that whole, like, like I do this for fun. So me saying Teofimo Lopez is going to knock him out. Like, at the end of the day, like, if Lomachenko comes out and beats him, right? Like, it is what it is. That's what happens. You know, I'm actually looking forward to Lomachenko fans saying, ah, I was right. And you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Because that's what makes boxing fun. You know, like, picking your fighter and, and sticking with it, making fun predictions. And this is a fight where, like, I'm going to feel that, man. I'm going to get those butterflies in my stomach, man. And I'm telling you, you get, you know, you get that little feeling like, oh, I hope he wins. I don't want to, you know, eat crow. Like, you know what I mean? But, but at the end, it's all good no matter what. That's what, like, this is that type of fight. And I'm telling you right now, not like G Funky. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lay back on the rope. See, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Diofimo Lopez is young, right? He could handle this no problem, right? Lomachenko's the one. Who's this going to affect a little bit, I think? If this is the longest layoff he's had, I think it's going to affect him. So that's my answer to that. All right? So so I think it's – it's and just because it's convenient for me. Uh, so, Theo, what do you think about this fight being on pay-per-view, number one? And, and who do you think the, the you know, delay favors, if anyone? The uh, – uh- I'm with you. Uh, the long layoff serves in Teofimo's uh, favor. Uh, he's ar- uh, Loma has already had shoulder surgery. Um, he's had, what, three, four hundred amateur fights. Plus all his... So Teofimo's seen more in the gym, you know. He's younger. He's hungrier. Um, the experts have been saying that Loma wins if it goes to decision but that Teofimo Lopez has a puncher's chance and could and could not not only put him down but could knock him out so uh, and 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 a lot of it has to do with what you guys are saying you just mentioned it right now some people are saying Teofimo can't make that weight anymore so the fact that if he can make that just one more time for this fight and be that much bigger than Loma cuz Loma you know Loma is traditionally what featherweight something like that so uh so the experts are saying if it goes 12, it, ser- it serves in Loma's favor. But don't count out Teofimo. He's got the knockout power. If he gets you, he knows how to finish you. He's got tons of experience finishing guys. Um, the one thing that I see on Teofimo's side is not his last fight, but the prior fight to that, he had some out-of-the-ring out uh, problems with family. 
So uh, a lot of these guys are trained by their fathers and, you know, and recent, they're recently married and, you know, uh, family issues, everybody's got them. So he, he, he voluntarily said post fight, not his last fight where he knocked the guy out early, but the one before is that he had some drama affecting him and his performance inside the ring. So, uh, you know, we're all human. We all got problems. Uh, but some of them know how to turn it off. And when they get those 36 minutes, uh, everything goes away, you know, and let me focus on getting this money and getting this, getting this fight done with. But uh, the fact that it actually affected him, uh, I hope it doesn't affect him in the future. But, you know, I got to take all those things into consideration. So should everything stay healthy for him outside of the ring? I wish him all the success. Let's, let, you know, let's get Loma out of there. In my eyes, shoot, let's, let's go on. Let's get on with these new guys. Man, right. cool, bro. He's talking about how Theo's dad's gonna throw in the towel, bro. Bro, God, let, me like, let me tell you something, bro. They came to my channel talking about this fight's gonna look like Calzaghi Lacey, bro. Can you believe that? Can you believe on. that? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because let me tell you something, man. And look. And so though you said all the experts are saying, man, all the experts are boxing fans just like us, bro, okay? <laughs> but that's all they are, right? Uh, they've just been doing it a lot longer, like, like, you know, since before social media. And, and God bless them, they're doing their thing. But at the end of the day, they're looking at the same sport we're looking at. And they're wrong a lot. If you listen to the experts, they were saying, you know, Nonito Donaire was going to beat Rigandau. You know what I mean? And so on and so forth. But sometimes... The alternative eye matters. And I'm telling you guys, while I understand, yes, I agree that Teofimo Lopez could knock out the brittle and, and viejo Lomachenko. I get it. Okay. That dude's brittle, bro. He's already his shoulders giving out. And you know what I mean? Got, not, got knocked down versus Linares. Got knocked down versus Linares. Saw stars for a second or two. What do you mean, bro? I mean, these guys are telling me he easily beat Linares. You crazy, bro? You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like he got, he got. Look, credit to him. He like he showed me something in that fight. He could come back and he and all that. But he also showed me vulnerability. He is not, you know, Neo, bro. Okay, the choke matrix. And that's not him, bro. Like he, he's, you know, one of the lower level dudes in the Matrix. I don't know their names, but you know what I mean. So, so he could do it. Like Lenata's made him do the Matrix, and we knocked him down and shit. He would have dodged bullets there when he was going down and shit. But at the end of the day, okay, I'm telling you right now that Diofimo Lopez, yes, he could knock him out. But here's here's the kicker, guys. He could win by decision too. <gasps> what? He could win by decision, too. Diofimo Lopez can also box, man. All right? And, and, and now, can he make the mistake of just looking for the big shot? And, you know, like I've said before, if if if, if Lomachenko wins, it's going to be because of experience. And he's going to exploit he's gonna exploit that if, if Diofimo Lopez makes enough mistakes. You know, so he, he could win this fight, in all seriousness. But I feel... Like Diofimo Lopez can win this by decision and by knockout. And I think the fact that I think once he clips Lomachenko, all right, if he doesn't knock him out, it's going to make Lomachenko so conservative. Okay, he's going to outwork this dude. That's the way I see it. 
or at the end of the day. Chief Funky, do you think he has to win by knockout or do you think he could win by decision as well? You know, I think he can win by decision, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to stretch Lomachenko out in the center of that ring, bro. I'm telling you right now, man. If guys like Pedraza, Linares, Campbell, if these dudes can manage to land shots, and I mean not just shots, bro. Go back and watch all three of those fights. These dudes were landing combinations, bro. Not only to the head, but to the body. I mean, they were landing shots, bro. And again, if that right hand lands like it did for Linares from Tiafimo Lopez, good night. Telling you right now, good night. But Loma is the agents from the Matrix. There you go. All right? You know who Neo is? Teofimo Lopez is Neo, bro. He's a chosen one, right? He's going to knock out Lomachenko. It doesn't mean Lomachenko is fake or overrated. It just means that Teofimo is just going to beat him. That's all. Okay, Loma's going to go back to 130 or he's going to fight some other dudes. And he's still going to do great things, I think. But he's not going to get past this kid, man. Okay? I just don't I just don't think so. Too young, too strong. Too fast. I know people talking about the speed of, of uh, Lomachenko, and he's fast. I get it. But I don't know, man. I think he's going to get clipped, and I think he's going to sleep. I'm just saying. If Lopez wins, his father's going to look like a prophet, says Miguel Madragon. We only have one prophet here, Chicano prophet, but he can look like him for sure. All right. And 88 Sports Talk says he agrees. All right. For sure. All right, I think I read this one, but Skinny Kenny, I think uh, this fight is a coronation. Top rank is passing a torch to Lopez. Lopez has much greater pay-per-view potential than Loma. Okay? Oh, there you go. Uh, and leaving the ring saying, cut Chief Funky's drinking. All right, but, but there you go. Look at this, man. Ryan Garcia, we already talked about it last week, but look, from my understanding, the fight's still not official with Campbell or, or the dude from Ghana, right? I, I don't understand what's going on here, but he came out and he said, if, if Golden Boy doesn't believe in me, just let me go release me from my contract. Okay? Like, if you don't believe in me, just, just, just. And he openly talked about fights that he didn't want to participate in. Like, dude, like, like, I feel like you have to trust the matchmaker to a certain degree. It's okay to say no, or, or even if you didn't like some of the fights, like, you don't have to come out and tell the public. Like they wanted me to fight this guy and that guy. And, like, dude, like, I think Ryan Garcia is setting himself up for big disappointment, man. Because the day's going to come when he gets knocked out and ain't nobody going to be around to protect him or anything. Like, I'm saying. So they're going to throw him to the wolves, man. And he, you know that old saying? Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And they call him. Like King Rye, right? Something like that. Isn't that his nickname? Yeah, have you heard that song from Metallica? Where's your crown, King Nothing? Okay? All right? Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it is a line in that song. Careful what you wish for. Chief Funky, what is going on here, bro? Like, maybe it's just a tactic to get more money. But what do you think of him coming out and saying that? Oh, man. To be quite honest with you, man, I'm getting a little fed up with this kid and, and his drama. It's nonstop drama. He's, it's starting to remind me of my sister, you know? <laughs> Go to social media, just all day long is drama, you know? Like, hey, man, come on. Fight, okay? You want to make money, 
fight. You got to fight, guys, okay? You got to get in there and prove it, man. Like, I don't understand where the sense of entitlement comes from with, with, with this guy, you know? Like, I mean, I understand you, you got your fans on social media and things like that, but, but, but guess what, man? You still got to prove that shit in the ring. You know, you can post all the training videos you want, you know, hitting guys and, and, and hitting bags fast and all that type of stuff, but that's got to translate over to the ring, man. Right. So just, just, just close your mouth, okay? Sign the dotted line and get in there with Luke Campbell and prove to us that you deserve this kind of money, man. Look, I, I believe in Ryan Garcia, man. I think he's a great talent. You know, we see, you know, we see the the speed and the power starting to come as he gets older. You know, he'll he'll start to grow into his body a little bit more. Uh, he'll have that that quote unquote grown man strength that we all talk about. You know, it all comes at different times for everybody. Um, so, you know, I just, I just really wish this kid would just, just do what you got to do, man. Get in there and fight, prove these things. And then I mean, you'll get paid eventually, man. I mean, there's, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't understand this, this, this crying all the time, man. He's crying Ryan now. He's not lying Ryan. <laughs> crying Ryan. <laughs> you know, oh man. Lion crying Ryan. All right. Uh, so, Theo, man, what did you make of that statement, bro? Like, do you think it's just uh, something you may understand? He might be trying to get more money or, like, well, where do you kind of see it? I think he's just young and sometimes tweets things out without thinking. Um, everybody everybody who was a star uh, bought, bought their contract out. Floyd Mayweather had to buy his contract from top rank. Oscar De La Hoya had to buy his way out. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, it took him a long time, but eventually now he's a free agent. It took him a long, he, he had the hardest time, I think, getting out of, getting away from Bob Arum. Um, even Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia went a different route. He didn't pay him up front, but he fought them out in the courts. And right. it's the same thing. His court fees were over a million dollars. So technically he paid, he had to pay up to, to break it. So him saying him, it's, it's, I get it. He's whatever, 21, 22. I don't know how, how, how old he is. I get it. He's young. But you got to have people around you to keep you from having your phone and tweeting this stuff out because that's an ignorant statement. You know, you can't just say, oh, just let me go. That's like that's like me investing in my house and then doing all these upgrades and then asking the new buyer, you know, to not pay me for for for, for my upgrades, you know. I, it's just it's just weird uh, that nobody's around him to mentor him and to tell him, hey, these people uh, ran, are, have been running in the red for you for years since you turned pro, have been running shows in the red, banking on that one day you'll be able to turn them a profit. You know, that's some of us who know how the boxing world works. Um, you know, uh, these shows do not make tons of money. These shows at the Belasco, these shows at, 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 at Fantasy Springs are a platform to try to get these prospects into contenders and then eventually into world title fights, which in turn will sell seats, will sell tickets, will sell pay-per-views so that Golden Boy, Top Rank, PBC can all get a return on their investment. So him saying a comment like that is it's just, I, I wish, I, I wish, I mean, it didn't help. It didn't help that. Canelo backed him the last time he got in a fight with Golden Boy because because Big Brother came into the picture and Big Brother helped him out and said some things in the media 
that kind of forced Golden Boy's hand to 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 cave in and give and give him what he wanted. Um, but he just has that new deal. That new deal is not more than a year old. So the fact that you didn't, I don't want to get into the details of it. I, I, I actually like his lawyer, Lupe Valencia. He's a real good guy, but he's complaining about his minimum. Well, you should have thought about that when you signed that five year deal. Not, 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 I mean, nobody knew we were going to get hit with quarantine. Nobody right. knew, nobody knew COVID was coming, but, um, but when, I don't know, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, David Ray says, yeah, but it's uh, management telling him to say that, so that's why he's getting this information. Uh, BTV Boxing says, what's up, the fam? What's going on, bro? Uh, Alexander Martino wants to know if you have a, an Instagram, Chief Bunky. Uh, so not sure if he does, but he, he shook, shook his head no. All right. He has a lot of potential, says Alexander Martinez. Just want to see him fight better competition. You know, look, all I could say about this is I'm not a fan of it. You know, dude, this is why I call him Lion Ryan, okay? Just last year, and Sontel just said it, a pregnancy ago, nine months ago, more or less, this dude was talking about how he just signed the greatest deal in the history of prospects. He was bragging about it. So are you lying? Or is it, you know, or is it the biggest deal ever? And you're not happy with it. Which one is it? You know? Like I, I, all I'm saying, man, is you go out there and just just fight, dude. Like what are you doing? The ring is gonna define how much you make. If you keep winning, once you get a fight with with a tank or a Haney, yes, I understand. For that fight, I understand. Don't give me two hundred thousand, right? I get it. For a fight like that, you're doing some hard negotiation to get more money. I get it. But for come on, dude, to fight Linares. You know, I'm just saying, like, it's not like you guys are going to bank and make all this money, but that's just my thoughts on that. You know, uh, no policy is absolutely something. Canelo should not allow Ryan to get spoiled like that. I mean, it's not like Canelo was an overnight superstar. Well, yeah, that's now, you, you mentioned the guys that bought themselves out, but before they bought themselves out, Top Rank, you know, did a lot of work to build those guys up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like it's the fact that Top Rank was able to, like, the way they managed, uh, or not managed, they weren't the managers, but the way they promoted Pretty Boy, you know, Floyd, and to build that reputation for him to become the number one pound-for-pound pound fight in the world, it was eventually set him up to get a fight with De La Hoya, which is what catapulted him, you know? And before that, got him in the fight with Gotti, which, by the way, Ryan, Floyd wasn't even the, the A-side for that fight. Floyd understood, you know, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to beat this guy. I'm not going to make as much money, but you know what? Like, it's going to get me on the pay-per-view market. It's going to it's gonna get me to that next level that I want to be at, and that's exactly what it did. And you, don't, you just don't see enough of that now. You know, a lot of these guys, man, like sometimes you got to take that little bit of a cut to get to that next level that's going to more than make up for the loss of revenue, all right? So, leaving the ring says Ryan Management giving bad information. I think he's getting a lot of information, right? Um, I, I don't even know if because he hangs around around a lot of like popular Instagram people, so I don't even know they're getting in his ear. You know, like, oh man, you got five million Instagram followers, bro. You should be making way more money. Like, I, like someone just telling. I, I don't know that, of course, but someone just saying that to him can definitely trigger. 
You know, you know what Logan Paul made? He made more than you, bro. How's that? And you're a real fighter. I, I could totally see someone telling him that. You know, and it could totally confuse the whole situation. And that's why he's crying, lying, crying. Okay? So what, what do you think? Of, um, any final thoughts on this, you funky? Oh, my final thoughts are this, man. Look, Ryan, I, I believe you're a great talent. You know, you're the ceiling for you is really high, man. But you, you, it's got to be proven in the ring, man, before you start getting this kind of money that you're asking for. You know, I mean, just just get in there. If look, man, get in there with Campbell. You beat Luke Campbell, hey. You know, I'm pretty sure you'll be getting paid from there on out, man. But you got to prove it, man. The proof is in the damn pudding. So get your ass in there and fight Luke Campbell and close that mouth. Yep. Absolutely. And so, speaking of worth it, another thing Mayweather did, you know, he took 20% in that Oscar fight. It was 80-20. That was a split, if I remember correctly. You know? Like, he made a fraction. Look at the buys it did. You know, he only got a fraction credit for that. But look at what it did for him moving forward. Ryan hasn't come close to doing anything like that. You know? You know? So that's that. I agree, but yeah, to be could fight Devin Haney, get the big bucks. All right? Santeo, Mike Gar like they did a top 10. I know you said you saw it. They had Mikey Garcia 10 at Welcherweight, and they had um, Lippinets number 9. Does that sound about right to you? You don't think he should be ahead of Lipinets? I think he should be ahead of Lipinets. Um, he just had a great uh, turnout versus Jesse Vargas. Yeah. So I think uh, he should definitely be ahead of uh, Sergey Lipinets. He went 12 with Sergey Lipinets. He dropped Lipinets in the 11th. Um, so I definitely think um, he should be ahead of him. I think uh, Mikey Garcia... Uh, did a lot of different things after his loss to Errol Spence in 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 his camp. Uh, I wrote an article about it. I don't I don't really write. I mostly do my stuff on on YouTube and 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 on social media. But I literally wrote my first article and uh, I reached out to David Avila and I said, Hey David, next time I see you, I'd like to uh, to to show it to you, just to tell me what you think. Um, but the biggest things in his camps, the difference was uh, for the first camp versus Spence, he he did it against uh, he did it with in snack uh, up north, and then this time he actually did it um, at home. I think uh, Charles Tremblay helped him out a little bit. Uh, he got a different he got a different uh, cook. He had a different chef at home, um, and I think uh, one of one of the key parts of training was that Robert and the Big G didn't let him. Uh, uh, do too many things out in the public. Usually when they have that fight out there in Dallas, uh, Garcia Promotions does an event the night before in Irving, Texas, where they get their prospects uh, uh, some fights and they, uh, they didn't even let him go to that event. So they were trying to keep him focused. They knew it was a big deal. They knew he had taken the first L in his 10-year uh, career um, and they wanted to make sure that he was focused and that he was ready mentally to go up against the bigger Jesse Vargas. Jesse Vargas was ready to go to 154. If, if he doesn't get that fight with Mikey, Jesse Vargas is at 154 the rest of his career. Uh, but because the fight was made with Mikey, and Mikey's usually, a, I mean, he's naturally a 140 and less fighter, uh, the fight was made at 147, which made Jesse Vargas 
make some big, big improvements in his diet and his training in order to make 147 as well. So, um, Sergey, Ser, I mean, Sergey is a good fighter. He's a, he's, I think he's a, I think I, I, I did a post on Instagram. I think he's an ex kickboxer. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I showed one of his fights when he was kickboxing and it was showing his true grit. And I actually showed that video of, uh, of Lipinitz fight to show you how good Mikey is and how good Mikey makes great fighters look terrible. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, just like you said earlier, the experts where that you're looking at the experts, we have our eyes work just as good as anybody else's. We've been watching boxing just as long as anybody else, if not even more than some of these experts. So, uh, uh, I, you know, our list could be better than anybody else's top 10 out there. So I don't agree with it. That's what it comes down to. The thing, Chief Funky, got him at number 10. Does that sound about right to you? Did I just hear somebody else besides myself say that Mikey Garcia is is, is really good? You know, like, <laughs> hey, you better be careful, bro. There's some guys here that don't like that kind of talk, all right? <laughs> but, no, I think he should be uh, – I think right where they have him at number 10, I think that's that's right where I would put him too. Um, you know, Lippinets, eh, yeah, you know, I could, I could take him or leave him, you know. But uh, Mikey's good, man, and, and I agree. I think that the win against Jesse Vargas, that was a good, that was a damn good win for him, man. I felt like it was a, a, a very decisive, clear-cut victory for Mikey Garcia for a guy who's, uh, again, a lot bigger than he is, you know. Um, and he did his thing, man. He, he showed out on Vargas. And, um, yeah, I think he should be top 10 for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know if he plans on staying at 147, um, I think he's naturally a 140 guy. He's just he's just a really small guy. Like you could just see, man, from his body type. Um, but you know, like 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 you just said, uh, he he made some adjustments with with his diet. He had his chef come in and things like that. So uh, I guess he said he felt real heavy and bloated or something like that for this for the Spence fight. Um, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. He that was a complete blowout. You know, like <laughs> Spence did his thing that night. But, um, you know, he, I mean, he could have done a little bit better against Spence that night. I mean, who knows? But um, I really like Mikey, man. I don't know why there's guys – there's some guys there to chat. I know that they like to hate on Garcia. But, hey, I like the kid, man. I think he's really good, really skilled. And um, if he could settle into 147, I think he could be a major player there, man, for sure. Yeah, man, look, look, I think Mikey Garcia beats Danny Garcia. I uh, th- he has a good chance against him. Okay, those those, those long re- look, man. Let me tell you, man, that no look hook. He's gonna have a hard time landing that on Mikey. Okay, like I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's an easy fight. I'm just saying Mikey could win that fight. Okay, I, I think Mikey has a really good chance against a lot of welterweights. It's gonna be hard for him to pick up a title, but but still, he, he's definitely top ten. I would put him over. Look, Lipinitz by the mere fact that he beat Lipinitz pretty handily. Okay, and it was just – it was at 140, you know what I mean? So I would have him 9, 8, something like that, but th- that's just how I see it. Another thing I wanted to touch on here, UFC reportedly did 1.3 million buys. Those are big numbers. So they, well, what's your reaction to that? Was that kind of what he thought they would do? It doesn't surprise me. 
Remember when we first started this uh, quarantine, they did another pay-per-view. That's not their first pay-per-view during COVID. And that other one did very, very well. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. People are stuck at home and, and people can't go out to venues and people can't go to fights and people can't go to bars and people can't go to, you know, Hooters and this and this and that. So, so people are going to stay home and they're going to order it. And uh, 1.3 doesn't, um, I, I'm not a big MMA UFC uh, fan, but I, I, tr I try to keep up with it. I have a friend who, who, who uh, I have a friend who, um, who keep, who, who watches a lot of it. So I, through him, I stay educated on it, but he said that, he said that, uh, that, that card was stacked, stacked like, like never before. So it didn't surprise me that they did 1.3, especially when I think the, the one at the beginning of COVID did right around a million. I think if I, if I'm not mistaken, I, don't quote me on it, but, um, that doesn't surprise me. Chief, fuck you. Well, what's your thoughts on UFC reportedly? You know, doing like 1.3. Uh, those are some serious buys. That's that's no joke. That is a lot of buys, uh, and that's pretty shocking. You know, for UFC. Um, but you know, <laughs> we're all stuck at home, man, and it looks like we're going to continue to be stuck at home uh, due to the pandemic. So, um, you know, boxing better get on board, man. They better try to make a pay per view card. Um, Throw, got to throw something together, man. They got to throw us a bone at some point, you know. And I think uh, any pay-per-view caliber fight for boxing would do probably just about the same. But uh, I mean, for me, I'm again, I'm not a UFC guy. I I can't even remember the last time I ordered a pay-per-view from the UFC. I was doing a lot of illegal streaming <laughs> for years of, of the of the fights they were having. I think the last time I ordered one, like and actually paid for it, was like an old Anderson Silva. I don't even know who he was fighting. It was like a one-round fight, you know, and um, that was a long time ago, at least ten years ago. So I mean, I think it's I think it, there could be some weight to it, you know. Um, but who knows, man? Who really knows? I, I know this: I'm a subscriber to ESPN Plus. You know, I pay the monthly subscription for it. God damn it! I should get this fight for free. I should have to pay no more for this crap, man. If I want to watch it, you know, I'm already paying for I'm the thing. Oh, man, forget that. If you're not gonna give it to me for free, and I'm already a subscriber, then you know what? I'm not messing with you, man. But that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, man. Go ahead. That would be like the zone doing a pay per view after you already have your subscription to the zone. Right. Well, they're gonna be doing that at some point. But <laughs> hey, check it out, man. Look. I'm going to be that guy, okay? Uh, listen to me really closely, guys. I don't believe that figure. I just don't, okay? I'm going to be 100%. They, this fight didn't do Delaware Trinidad numbers, bro, okay? And, and let, let me explain to you guys why. I'm not saying they're lying, but they're being misleading. Let me explain, okay? The tangible boxing news. How's it going? Be it to be Joe Lopez, 40 ounce. Big Dog Willis says, uh, Salute, fuck Dillian White. You give me two bucks, I'll say it again. You know what I mean? It's all good. <laughs> but um, shout out to you, bro. Uh, Skinny Kenny says, USC's privately traded company so they can lie on their numbers, and it's not a crime. No, it is ESPN. A publicly traded company can't lie, has not backed up the numbers, and they constantly say, okay, in an asterisk, they put it really clear, unofficial numbers, okay? Now, the reason, don't be fooled. If you hear someone say they're all unofficial, no, that just means they can tell you to the T how much they are. But UFC 100 was first reported as 1.7 million. You look that up now, it's a lot lower all of a sudden. 
So why is that? Like, like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very skeptical why UFC numbers are always quoted higher than they eventually end up being. And boxing numbers are always reported lower than they end up being later on. Okay. Like, like you guys have to question that. So when Conor McGregor Mayweather first happened, Dana White came out and he talked about 6.5 million buys. All right. And Showtime came out who's not, they're owned by CBS. They're not a private company. And they came out and said, nah, we, we, we did, we did good numbers. We did 4.3, but we didn't break the, we didn't quite break the, the Pacquiao one with Mayweather. You know what I mean? We didn't quite break the record, you know, but, but nonetheless, you know, we still did very well. I mean, if you did 4.3 million, why lie and say like over 6 million buys? Like why lie about? There's no reason, like talk about no reason to lie. Okay. And people come up with all these excuses that no, no, it's because now you see D style. The reason he lied was because he thought that he thought that, but then they realized that they had a bunch of pay-per-views crashed. They didn't have 2 million crashes. Okay. They didn't have to refund 2 million people, their money back. That's not true. Right. The reason he came up with that number, because he was counting all the numbers from around the world. Right. That's why that's where he got that figure from. If you ask someone, hey, what did Haddon Mayweather do? They're going to say just short of a million, like 900,000. Right. It's like they they reported originally like 850,000. Then it was 920,000. Right. That's what they first said. Later, 920,000. My point is, it did 1.5 million in the UK. They, they could have come out and say, hey, we did 2.4 million for this fight. Well, that's misleading because you're counting U, UK numbers with that. If you count the UK pay-per-views with the Wilder Fury fight, okay, you're going to have almost 3 million buys, dude. You know what I mean? So, so I, I'm not even faulting Dana for this, but he gets away with it. Right? He counts the numbers the same way the WWE does. There's some countries where they just charge like 10 bucks for the fight, but they're counting that as a buy, right? Or, or maybe they have a subscription to some UFC app and they get the, the, the fight that way and they count that as a buy, right? So I think that's what it is, bro. That's just, that's just my thought. This fight domestically didn't do 1.3 million. It just didn't, all right? I understand people are at home and all that, but I just don't believe that. And, and un, unless, like, people think the more they steal the fight, the less buys it has. Actually, the correlation is the more it's st- the more people steal it, it means more people bought it. Okay? That's the way it works. Right? So unless people could come out and show me that, like, 3 million people stole this fight, like, pirated and shit, and then, then we can talk. But And many people weren't pirating it. What makes you think that many people bought it? Okay? That is just my thought, right? That's just my, my thoughts on that, okay? All right. Uh, shout out to you guys, man, and all that good stuff. But with that said, guys, uh, I want to thank Sotheo Media for joining us today, man. Shout out to you. We'll have you on a future episode if you're down. Tell everybody again where they could find you, man. Twitter, at Sotheo underscore media. Instagram, Sotheo underscore media. YouTube, Sotheo, S-O-N-T-E-O. M-E-D-I-A, Sonteo Media. There you go, man. Hey, thanks for dropping by, bro. Have a go, man. Thanks for having me. Take it easy. Thank you.
El Sonteo Media. And now we're going to be joined by Chicano Prophet, bro. We're, we're, we're graced by the presence of the Prophet. What's you happening, know? fellas? What are they, Chicano? What's up, bro? Not much, man. Just hanging back. Ready to do uh, this. Ready to do this, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. It's all about HCP Hollywood, bro. Okay? So that's what it's all about, bro. Hollywood, bro. Hollywood is saying. We're gonna see. I hope you guys are ready. Whenever you're ready to get into it, I could kind of lay out the rules for you and paint a picture of what this uh, this will look like. Excellent. Well, uh, we don't know what boxing is gonna look like in the COVID future. So, in this alternate reality, things are breaking off. Boxers are breaking into factions. The NWO days, they're back. So, Hollywood versus the Wolfpack. We're gonna get two stables going: D Style and G Funk, respectively. And uh, there's a couple of factors that you, you're always going to pick, like who's really good in the ring, obviously, but there's other factors. In a stable, you're thinking about a lot of things. You're thinking like, well, can I have some lackeys? Who can bring us glory? All kinds of little considerations like that. Who has a sphere of influence in boxing? It's all about dominance. Are you going to have any young guns for the future? All things for you all to think about while we do this draft. Uh, and I got some rules here. We're going to do a snake style uh, draft. So the first uh, choice is going to, the first person is going to have one pick followed by two two picks by the opponent and then two subsequent picks. So it's just going to go two, two, two all the way down. On top of that, you got, uh, gentlemen have the opportunity to do steals. So two steals, uh, you can't steal back immediately from someone. That's a hardcore rule. And then other than that, we're going to flip and then go to it. And then uh, after you guys are done painting a picture of why you're picking all these people at the end, we'll take a look at both your rosters and see what you guys think. And at the very end as well, you're going to have an honorary manager as well as a uh, trainer as well. So or we can get into it whenever you guys are ready. It's all about HCP, bro. All right. G-Funk playing it cool as always. Low key. That's right. All right. <laughs> Hollywood. Case, Since I'm Hollywood, I go first, right? It's just like a thing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's up to you, man. I was thinking I could flip this coin here. You know what I mean? Just to make it completely fair. And, oh, you uh, mean that two, that that same side of coin I sent you? Oh, I, I should have let that say that out loud, bro. I got the pad. No, no, it's all right. You know that's that's how people should get ahead in the game. Uh, right. But I'm gonna keep this thing on to see what roster looks the best. I'm gonna flip it. G Funk, call it. Heads. Heads, it is. All right, G Funk, you get the first pick. Remember, your first two people cannot be stolen. So these are gonna be your cornerstone draft picks. Well, the first one is, anyways. All right, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and go first here. And since I am HCP Wolfpack, you know what I'm saying, which is the red, which you see right here, I'm going to go with the red himself, and I'm going to take Canelo. Oh. That's my first pick, baby. That's right. I'm stunned. What a troll move, G-Funk. Do you have any good reasoning besides just pissing me off? <laughs> well, you know, his his hair matches the the red, you know. So, hey, what he's gonna he's gonna join the wolf pack. You know what I'm saying? Well, it looks like G Funk's oh, here to play. All right, D Style, you're up. Hollywood has two picks. That's right, two picks, bro. Like I already knew you were gonna pick Canelo, bro. I, I was ready for this move. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm I'm like I'm the Ice Man. I'm cold like that. You know what I mean? I'm ready. Okay, steel eyes, everything. Let's check this out, man. This this move's gonna shock everybody. Probably I don't know, man. But I'm taking Theofimo Lopez right out of the gate, bro. Out of New York, okay. He's got that, you know, Hollywood swag. Even though he's out east, right? That that's who I'm gonna do, bro. Okay, that's who I'm picking. That's who I'm rolling with. You know what I mean? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Theofimo Lopez. Is my pick. 
All right, that's right. Excellent. All right, and your next pick? Since I get to go again, because I'm Hollywood like that. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Check it oh, out. Yeah. Go ahead and give me one of the best. You think you Chief Funky thinks he got the best Mexican fighter, bro. <laughs> he thinks he's got the best Mexican fighter right now. Give me El Gallo Estrada right now. Best pound for right. pound Mexican fighter in a sport today. Okay. I got the best from Honduras. I got the best from you know, you know, Mexico. I, I got the I got I, I got let me tell you something. I got Central America and Mexico on lockdown. Okay. That's right. It looks good. It looks like you got some uh, some young, strong fighters that are uh, kicking Strata, ass at the that's world my ex-pac. Okay, that's that's my X Pac. All right, G Funk, you get to pick your second and third. Uh, go for it. All right. Well, since you stole two of my boys, Tiafimo and Estrada, looks like I'm about to pull some stuff out here. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with a guy who we just talked about recently, and that's Mikey Garcia. <laughs> You got a pink Mike Garcia already, bro? That dude was a like number 12 in my list, but all right. <laughs> and I'm going to throw a curveball at you, all right? I'm going to pick, in my opinion, is one of the best young fighters in the game right now, and I think he's going to fulfill the potential that we see in him, and that's Virgil Ortiz taking him. All right. That's number three pick, you funky? That's right. Man, G Funky, it's just a shame, G Funky. Because I'm Hollywood, bro. I talked to Virgil Ortiz. You know what I mean? Took him down a stroll and says he's your number three. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I talked to him and Hollywood showed him that he didn't have just one motorcycle, but 100 motorcycles. You know what I mean? Not just one sports car, but 10 sports cars. And he just hits you with a share shot behind your back, G Funky. And it's a backstab. And he's going to come over. Okay. Welcome to Hollywood. Virgil Ortiz. What's up? He's on my side now. Uh, that's my steal that I'm taking. What's All up, right, G It's official. What do you got to say about good. that, G Funky? You pulled a fast one, but it's early, man. I come through in the clutch. <laughs> yeah, it is early. Uh, G-Funk, you still have um, only two people, and uh, they're all covered in gold, so you're off to a good start. Uh, tell me, who will you replace Virgil Ortiz with as your number three pick? All right. Well, now that I got to replace the young stud, I'm going to go with somebody who made history last year around this time, and that is the first Mexican heavyweight champion of all time, the destroyer Andy Ruiz coming to the Wolf Pack. All right, man. There's something about you and Team Canelo. You must be lacking uh, excellence on your team and a high standard. <laughs> so I go again, right? Actually, so right now, since there was a steal, uh, you have three. D-Style needs his fourth pick. And then after that, you get four and a five, G-Funk. That's we got somebody you know, watching what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So I'm just checking something here really quick, okay? It's really quick. Hold on. Hold on. Second. So I'm gonna pick you, you know the NWO bro we got the outsiders like you know what I mean you know what I mean so we we could oh yeah somebody you know what I mean I'm just gonna, gonna mix it up you got Andy Ruiz okay all right all right just like that okay now he's been clouding in controversy lately but that's all right 
because I still believe he's going to come back, and I think he's going to win that trilogy. So, so I, I want him on my team. You know what I mean? So, everybody, welcome to HCP Hollywood. Okay, make sure he's got the sunglasses on too. By the way, okay, El Bombadero de Bronce, bro. Okay, now that's my outsider coming over to HCP Hollywood, the Bronze Bomber Wilder. That's right. All right. Looks like you're bringing a bruiser to the team. Everyone needs an equalizer. You funky. Excellent. All right. Things are looking good. Looks like we got a couple heavyweights on the board. Bombadero de bronce, bro. All right. All right. All right. G Funky, four and five for you, man. Go ahead. All right, man. So. Let's see what we got here, man. Wolfpack is going to take over this thing, man, for sure. So I'm going to go, I'm going to pick a guy who I feel is very underrated, and I don't understand why. And the guy always shows up to fight. He always gives 100%. He always gives the fans what they want. And now he is a unified champion at the 140-pound division. And that's Jose Ramirez coming to the Wolfpack. That's right. That's looking right. Good, G Funk. Looking good. These teams are shaping up nice. Uh, a lot right? of gold on G Funky's team. A lot of promise on D Styles' team. This is good. And your number five. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull a. Would you call it uh, a, a backstab? A steal? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Either All way, right. it's ugly. Turn on. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal who is my favorite fighter out of Mexico, and that's. Estrada, El Gallo is coming oh, to the Wolfpack. Nope. Nope. Top two are locked, Oh, the top two? First two oh, are locked. Man. That's right. Look Honest at this. Pick. Man, uh, he just I'm told glad, me. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, Chicano. <laughs> All right. And I'm, and I'm sober, so I'm keeping this straight, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let me see then. Since I can't steal my boy. I like how he admit he's the best fighter in Mexico, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I said it before, man, and I, you know, I know Chicano. I don't want to make him mad, you know. So, <laughs> don't trigger me, me funk. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the cowboy then from Mexico, and that's uh, Emmanuel Navarrete. I'll All take right. him. Wolf pack. Hey, check out the next pick, bro. I did my research. Like HCP Hollywood does research. You know what I mean? That's right. And we we, we sent him the nice pair of sunglasses and everything. I'm picking. Ready for this one? You ready? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to save that one. Hold on. Give me Burchell, bro. Ooh. All right. Bring Burchell toward HCP Hollywood. Okay. The second best fight out of Mexico. Yeah, I said it. Second best. Right. Behind only Estrada. And it's debatable. The only who could play the. If it wasn't copyright, bro, I'd be playing the theme music down. The down, down. You know what I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> These be good. All I right, got another. Down. Yep, sure do. All right. Hey, bro, you know what? Give me David Benavides, bro. Like, bring David Benavides over here. Shit. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Man, he seems to be Hollywood, bro. All right. And G Funk, what are you thinking? You want to go to six and seven? Are you looking for uh, to do anything with your steals? You're sitting on them? Are you thinking? What's going on in your head? How do you I'm like sitting, your stable? Talk to I'm us, sitting, man. I'm sitting on them right now, but I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking on my, my attack, you know? So here's what I'm going to do, man. I feel like every good squad, every good team, right? If you want to get over that hump, you're going to need a good 
cagey veteran on the squad. You know what I'm saying? And who better than El Checal Guillermo Rigondeau is coming over to the Wolfpack, baby. That's right. All right. Excellent. All right. So it could be like the Rick Rude for you. Beautiful. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and just because you took for shelf, guess what? Oscar Valdez is coming to the Wolf Pack, baby. That's right. I won't even steal him. I'm just going to let you know right now, G-Funk. <laughs> All right. Well, these teams are shaping up nice, man. A lot of good names already, and we're almost done. So, D-Style, you get seven and eight. Go ahead. All right. Man. You know what? Even though he's disappointed me with the weigh-ins and all that, you know what I mean? But at HCP Hollywood, bro, we're heels, bro. We don't care if you don't make weight. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you just do your things, move up and wait, all right? Bring on, okay, Luis Neri, bro. Give me Luis Neri right now, all right? All right. I know, no Chavez Jr., bro. I, I know G-Funk's going <laughs> to pick him, but I'm not. <laughs> Every team can pick, use a right? hockey. Oh, yeah, you're number eight. Go ahead. Yo, so his dad is Puerto Rican. Give me Shakur Stevenson. Ah, all right. Oh, okay. Puerto Rican, bro. Shakur Stevenson, come on down. Let me give you a sombrero, bro. There you go. All right? That's right. Man, nice. you, I got you good right there, bro. Like you, you get destroyed right now, bro. <laughs> Beautiful we'll team see. so far. Well, G-Funk, you get number eight and nine. Go ahead. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Since you stole one of my favorite fighters, I'm going to steal one of yours, man. And Can't I'm taking the- taking Luis Neri. Pantera is coming to the Wolf Pack, baby. You're going to do me like that, bro. Uh, That's man. right. <laughs> All right. So, Luis Neri. And so, since he stole your pick, D-Style, you get to replace your seventh pick before G-Funk goes for his ninth pick. Who would you like to put in there? Man. Let me see something here. Tangible boxing over here. Give me some thoughts. Let me. He's like my personal recruiter, bro. You know what I mean? So. Nah, I won't. I don't know if I want him, but. Give me Wilfredo Mendez, bro. Give me Wilfredo Mendez. All right. Put him in my squad. My straw weight, bro. You need the little dude. So you got to conquer all the boxing from straw weight all the way to heavyweight. You know what I mean? That's so right. I got a lot of considerations. That's Beautiful. Right. All right. Well, G-Funk, then you get to pick number nine, your ninth person. Go ahead. All right. Number nine for me. And again, I'm going to go with a veteran who looked damn good in his last fight, in his comeback fight. You know, and I, and I expect to see him looking good from here on out for the rest of his career. And I'm going to go with Nicaragua. Stand up. Chocolatito is coming to the Wolf Pack. Man. Wow. Right. Wow. I, got, I, got, I got Gallo, bro. Like you're, you already know. <laughs> that. Right? <laughs> Excellent. All right, then. With that, G-Style, you get to finish up your, your main roster, number nine and ten. Man, so, so many options, bro. Yeah. Okay? I don't even know I want to steal anybody. I don't know about any backstabs, but... Man, I, I, Luis Neri, like the whole plan worked out, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I told him, hey, you're going to say yes, and just I'll take the share shot. But now he turned his back on G-Funky. You know what I mean? 
And now he's coming back to ATP Hollywood. Am I allowed to do that? Uh, to, to Luis Neri? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think that there are no steal backs, unfortunately. So we okay. cannot steal somebody back. Okay. All right. No but problem. No problem. No problem. You know what, bro? It's all about Hollywood. And if you're going to be HCP Hollywood, you need followers on Instagram and Twitter. And you need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, hey, 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 fuck it. Lion Ryan, you fit, you fit right in, bro. We're heels. Pick <laughs> a bull. It's all we want. Guess what, bro? Lion Ryan. He's coming over at HCP Wolfpack. That's right. Looks good. Looks good. All right. To finish it up, you're number 10. Who are you going to round us off with? Oh, shit. So many options. Um, You know, I'm going to pick a young prospect, bro. Okay? I'm, I'm going to pick the young prospect because he's blessed. You know what I mean? And this kid, let me tell you something, man. He's going to be a top pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And in HCP Hollywood, you got to think not only the current – not just the past, but the future. You know what I mean? And I already and, and I got Virgil Ortiz. He's the immediate future. Okay. But I got blessed hands Adorno, bro. Okay. Put him on my squat numero yes, bro. Blessed hands Asterno. All right. Looking good. Well, you all wrapped up for your main roster. We're gonna get into manager and coach here in a second. But G Funky, you get to round yours out with number 10, man. What are you doing? So here's my number 10. I don't get a steal, but. And it's going to be an outsider okay. like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. You know what I'm saying? When they invaded World Championship Wrestling, the WCW. <laughs> and I'm going to go with who, in a lot of people's opinions, is the best guy at 147 pounds. And that's Earl the Truth Spence. It's coming from the Wolfpack. name from, bro? La verdad or what? Yeah, la verdad. The, spent, the, the truth, baby. Spence. All right. All right. Well, there we Wolf go, man. Hey, can I steal? Go. Am I allowed uh, to steal? No. Well, you know, I don't think so. That's That was the last spot, so he gets that advantage, you know. But uh, you guys do get to move on. D-Style, you have top priority to pick your manager and coach, and then we'll finish up with G-Funk. So when you're ready, go ahead. Well, let me tell you what, bro. Like, um, the manager's got to be a legend, bro. And who, like, who else, bro, than the best Latino fighter ever, bro? Right? Roberto Manos de Piedra Duran, bro. He's going to be the manager of HCP Hollywood, bro. Ooh, that carries a lot of weight. Nice. And your coach? For my coach, let me tell you something, bro. I mean, I just want the best of the best. You know what I mean? So, 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 so give me Nacho Bernstein. Can Nacho right. <laughs> Bernstein, he's going to be the coach, bro. That's right. Okay. Perfect. We got it. And so, G Funky, what are you thinking, man? Who are you going to use to round out and hype your fighters and kind of give them some wisdom along the way? Man, you know, I'm thinking in the pro wrestling world, you know, you got to be a good worker, but you also got to cut good promos, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So here's what I'm thinking, man. This guy is a tough guy. He comes from the streets, and he can add that tough guy element to my team. So I'm going to take 
El Matador Mallorca. <laughs> the best promos in the game, baby. <laughs> Who could do better at promos than this guy, man? Durant, just... Durant started the DX, bro. What do you mean? Like? <laughs> well, well, I was going to pick Durant, but you picked him already. So, you know, and this guy hey, will cut the... Have a field day with Ryan Garcia. <laughs> oh, man. He, he's going to be – he's going to get some serious heat. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's my guy right there. And for Very my good. trainer, for my trainer – I'm going to go with who I consider one of the best, if not the best trainers in the game today, and that's Robert Garcia, man. I'm taking him. He's going to be my trainer. He's going to get my guys ready. He's going to get them in shape, and he's going to come up with the master game plans, man. So that's that's my guy right there. Very nice. All right, man. So I'm going to read down the, uh, the teams and see what you guys think about them. We're going to start with you, G-Funk, since you are team one. You got Canelo, Garcia, Andy Ruiz. Jose Ramirez, Emmanuel Navarrete, Regundio, Oscar Valdez, uh, Luis Neri, Chocolatito Gonzalez, Earl Spence, uh, your honorary uh, Mexican there, Mayorga talking shit as a manager, and you got Robert Garcia as your coach. What do you think? Oh, sounds good to me, man. We're going to do it Wolfpack style, baby. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now D-Style did it for HCP Hollywood. Killer team, too. We got Teofimo Lopez, El Gallo Estrada, Virgil Ortiz, the Bronze Bomber, Burchelt, David Benavides, Wilfredo Mendez, Shakur Stevenson, Ryan Garcia, Blessed Hands Esterno. And for a manager, we got the legendary Roberto Durand. And for a coach, we have the legendary Nacho Beristein. What do you think, D-Style? Man, that, that's Hollywood, baby. That's what it's all about. You know, it's just a little too... Sweet, you know what I mean. Which is, and and when you're look, when you're HCP Hollywood, you're HCP Hollywood for life, bro. Okay, what's going on to the MD Twenty Twenty Bandit? It says, "Great show, Carnales." Absolutely, thank you very much for that super chat. All right, and I'm just saying, bro, be it to be. Uh, by the way, it says uh, my orgo was eating pizza and smoking during a weigh-in and drinking beer, bro. That shit's insane, bro. You know what I mean? Like that. That that's what. Well, what can you even say to that? So that's that. My Mayorga, baby, he's gonna get us over the top with the fans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is he though? We'll see. We're gonna have to leave it up to the fans to take a look. Oh, Mira, it's all about the Wolf Pack. I got another Wolf Pack. All right, there you go. He said it. All right. But uh, with that said, guys, Chief Funky. Anyway, moving on. I haven't done that in a while, but uh, <laughs> with that said, man, hey, hey, tell us what he thought about it. Like, you know, give us your humble opinion. You know, you don't have to necessarily say who you think was better, but just what was your humble opinion? Um, not that a prophet is humble, but you know, just you know, give us your <laughs> overall thoughts on, about this uh, draft here, Chicano. Well, a prophet just tries to tell the truth, unless you're trying to start like a cult to pick up chicks. So I'm going to try to be honest here. I, I happen to like both, but I, if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd have to say that even though Canelo's on G-Funky's team, I, I really like D-Style's roster all around. Uh, they're both great, but if I had to lean one way, I would say D-Style's team because of uh, some of the younger talent that he has on like, or like Ortiz, Teofimo Lopez, uh, Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, I like the youth, uh, and I like, it seems uh, well-rounded to me. Solid coach, solid you know, manager, everything all around. Oh, yeah. Jay Funky? 
Well, I'm gonna oh, go ahead and open up this cold one here to the Wolf Pack, baby. Ow! We taking over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not not really though. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, I want to thank for coming on Chicano Profit. Yeah. All right. Peace out, bro. Thanks for having me on. Right. Well, there you go, Ch Chicano Prophet just jumped in here, bro. Did his thing. Hey, man. Great show, Chief Funky. Any final thoughts, bro? I just want to say thank you, guys. Salute to the chat. Thank you, guys, for being here, man, supporting Hispanics causing panic. Um, thanks for all the uh, super chats and everything, man. It helps the channel grow. And uh, make sure you jab the like button if you haven't already. And uh, we'll see you on the next one, man. That's right, man. This is D-Style Boxing. And what do we say, G-Funky? Keep it boxing, baby. Keep it.